Well, hello and welcome. Thanks for joining me. This is Ross Jones, your business coach with my weekly podcast show, Bold Business Bits, coming to you from Yorkshire. This is where I have a great conversation with a phenomenal female business boss. We share some of the bold stuff they do, lessons they've learned, adversities they've overcome and the fun they have. And then I'll be dipping into my toolkit and sharing a top tip. Business can be lonely, so make sure you join us each week and be part of our show. Well, hello and welcome to episode 29 of Bold Business Bits podcast show. This is Ross Jones and today I'm joined by Anne Stamp from Snappy, otherwise known as Special Needs Activity Play Provision for York. We chose Snappy as the charity of the year for our business networking group, York Trusted Professionals, and I'm so glad we did. What a fabulous job they do. Anne's worked for the charity for 24 of its 35 years. She's clearly proud of what it's achieved. But here's how she tells me a bit of her story. How she got to leave Ireland at just 17 to move to an army life in Germany with her husband. How she transformed her life from army wife and mother to becoming a teacher guided by children. And then how she says the law of attraction played its part in leading her to where she is now. She could have ended up a psychiatric nurse if there hadn't been a delay in that course beginning. Please listen and enjoy our show. So hello and welcome to Bold Business Bits. Today I'm joined by Anne Stamp of Snappy. Snappy is a special needs activity play provision in York. It's a charity? It is a charity, yes. Welcome, Anne. Thank you. Welcome, thank you. I'm so happy you can join us today. What a powerful story you've got to tell us and share with us. <laughs> so tell us a bit about Snappy first, Anne. Snappy will reach 35 years old this year, which is very, I'm very proud of that because there's no mean feat in the current climate. It began 35 years ago with four wonderful parents who had children who were profoundly disabled. And these children had nowhere to go in the school holidays. And these parents decided to ask one of the local heads of school if they could bring the children back into school for a few days during the school holidays just to be together and just to play. And Snappy was born. If we kind of move on 35 years, we now run projects in all school holidays, weekends, evenings and special occasions. And how many children are you looking after now? We now have 276 wow. children wow. and their families to look after. That's amazing. And what sort of age ranges? The we? age range is five right through 25. So that's broken down into so many different projects, so many age group and stage group projects. So we have a senior group, we have a play scheme, we have an activity scheme, we have a youth project. So it's all different projects going on throughout the year. And what's your role? My role is service manager. Right. What does that mean? I have no idea. <laughs> it, it's a jack of all trades. It's everything. It's development. It's fundraising. It's it's staff management, staff development, everything. Some admin, some uh, PR. Right. Yeah. Okay. And... So how do you, how do you, is a charity, how do you get your money? We were for about 32 of those years funded from local authority and not funded fully. We were funded about 15, 20% from local authority, which was wonderful, but that's all gone. So, and we, we made up the rest of that through fundraising events, local fundraising events and grant applications. This past two years, we've had to really pull everything out and so we're fundraising 
we're going to trust, we're going to be gift owners, we're going to whoever will have us, really. We don't have any pride left. <laughs> right, okay, good. You probably can't afford to have. So, I mean, the, the way I know you, Anne, is because you're the charity of the year in a business networking group that I belong to, the York Trusted Professionals. Yes. How's that been for you? It's been, oh, it's, these people are amazing. They are the most welcoming of people. And, and they're not just fundraising. They've given me lots of help in between, individual help through training, through putting me in touch with different people. It's been lovely. It's been really, it's, it's been so lovely. I even considered next year just joining it. <laughs> yeah, well, it would be lovely if you did. So... What brought how so? How long have you actually been the service manager at Snappy? How long have you been involved with Snappy? I've been involved with Snappy now for twenty four years. Wow! In York? In York? Oh wow! I came, how did you start? Well, I came to York. I never wanted to see another child as long right. as I lived, because I was a teacher, and then decided that I just needed a break. And so I, I so I applied to be a psychiatric nurse. Oh. And got accepted onto the course, which this was in the May. And then it, the course didn't start until October. So I thought I'd go and do some voluntary work because my husband then was in the army and he was in the Falklands at the time. So I thought I'd go off and do some voluntary work. And I went to find this little charity called Snappy. <laughs> I never got to be a psychiatric nurse. Okay. fantastic. <laughs> the way the world takes us, hey, the way our paths yeah. are... are, are a signal to us. So you mentioned you're a teacher. So tell us about teaching. Uh, teaching, um, teaching is the most wonderful of uh, you know. Teaching is a vocation. It's got to be a vocation, and there's so much pressure on teachers these days. I couldn't do it now, but I loved it. I, I taught year one, and I taught all these wonderful little vessels who still believe that the world is a beautiful place. Yeah, and they taught me much, much more. Yeah. So when I was a child, I had a burning ambition to be a teacher from as soon as I can remember. And I used to, I remember I had on my bed, I had all my dolls and my teddy bears lined up. Oh, I did that. (laughs) And I used to teach them. Did you have a blackboard? Yes, I I got this blackboard for Christmas. It was the best Christmas present I ever had. And thereafter, I just used to get boxes of chalk every year. It was, well, and more as well, but it was just Fantastic. And then I came to, to apply to do the PGCE and I just realised I didn't like children. Mm. So that was the end of my dreams until now, many, many years later, I'm obviously a business coach, which is a kind of form of teaching. It like. is indeed, yes. I mean, there's many forms of teaching. I mean, we teach each other every day, don't we? Yes. So, and, and my teaching was all about the, 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 the local environment, the natural world. They, you know, my children learned through, they learned maths in the Bluebell Woods. They learned to swim. They learned all the life skills they could have. And, and that was when teachers had the opportunity to do those things. Yeah. Now now it's moved on a bit. And I, I don't think my, my eldest daughter is a teacher and it's a very different experience yeah. for her. Yeah. So, Anne, tell us then about how you... How you became, so you're an army wife. I was. So tell us about army wife, teaching, how does... How it was, uh, I went into from one form of environment into another. I seemed to... And, and then before I hit snappy, <laughs> before I hit snappy. I, yes, I was. I was a very young army wife and I went straight from Ireland to Germany, which was terrifying. At a very young age. At a very 17. Wow. I, was, I was terrified and, and didn't know what I was doing. 
But I was lucky. I married the most wonderful man and moved over there. And we had two beautiful daughters. And unfortunately, we lost one of our daughters, which sent me down a path of into this 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 world of education and children. How and did it lead you down there? I wanted to. I was trying to heal myself after the death of Natasha, and I decided that I would go about and be with other children because children have always made me feel safe. They've made me feel quite pure because you're in the company of purity. You're in the company of childhood. And so I always felt safe in that world. So I went into local nursery and the local army nursery and I used to read stories and do some stuff with the kids. And and it just so happened that, that someone saw me reading a story and asked if I would like to extend that into education and possibly a PGCE. Oh, right, so you'd never considered teaching before? I would have loved to, but it just never felt I could do that because, you know, I went from childhood to wife Mm. very quickly and I just thought my role in life was wife and mother and that was cut very short and I didn't know where I was, so I was floundering and and suddenly these children showed me the way to go and and I felt that if, if, if this education officer at the time saw that then then he could help me to be with children more then that would that was wonderful and it was but it was hard hard work it was really hard work so and this was all with was this within the army it was within the army yes so I did all that and then I I did an open university degree and while you were in the army? While I was in there, I did there. it all over yeah. there. And then I taught. I taught in army schools for quite a few years. And and that was good because we moved around quite a lot. My husband was with the Signals, who and the Signals, they're not like a regiment. They don't. A regiment will move every four, four years, but Signals will move every two. Wow. So we moved a lot. So there was a lot of different schools. Yeah. That I, which was, you know, a lot of different experiences. Yeah. Were they the same people you used to teach? Did they all move to? Did you? They were no, no, no. They're all different children because we moved into. We would as a as a um, signals officer. He moved into a regiment, and then he was attached to that particular regiment. So, which meant I was. So we stayed there for two years, and then we moved to another one, another one, and, and so it went on. And we ended up staying in Germany until my eldest daughter was 18. Right. So. My first experience of England was when she was 18 and I had, and that was in Blamford. Right. She went off to university and we went to Blamford. And somehow this job came up in a special school and I thought, don't know. And so I applied for it anyway, because you do, you apply for it. How did it come up? So? Yeah, I saw it in the in local paper. Right. And it was a special school in, in Sturminster Newton. I don't even know where that is. And I thought, well, I just, it was just amongst this, this mountain of applications. So I applied for it and I went for the interview. And there must have been, uh, in a room, there must have been 24 people in that room. And I had my interview and I just thought, oh. <laughs> and when the, the head came out, you know, after the interviews and she just called my name out and I thought oh that's it I'm first to leave (laughs) and she just offered me the job I had never taught in a special school before and it was amazing and she was a very forward-thinking head she was a a, she her previous role was teaching nurses so she wasn't she didn't have an education background so 
off she sent me in all these courses, signing and yeah. learning about disability and everything. And, and, and I taught at this school. And it was amazing. These children, these children were so different. And so children are beautiful anyway, but you take a, a child, a special needs child, and you have absolute childhood in front of you because there is none of the layers that we put on our children. And because these children won't accept it, they are the, the most wonderful beings and they won't accept any of those layers that we put on. So what you get is the pure child. And to be in the company of that just for just a wee while is amazing. You you get to feel that there's some good inside you. Mm. Because they they like you. If they like you, you must there must be some good in there, yeah. and that's really nice. So, I I wanted to do that forever, and I, I came and and then I had a big decision to make because my husband was posted to New York, but he was posted to New York after a tour of the Falklands. So, it was you didn't a, go to the Falklands yourself. No, no, I have visited, but I no I didn't didn't go on that tour. So he went off for eight months to the Falklands and. So it was, do I move to York on my own? And we, we also had another daughter as well to take. Kelly was at university. Tony was just turning 13, which was a bit scary. So we ended up, we came to York. And that was, that was very disappointing because we had a, I had a, a, a tough time getting a job in York because I was an army wife. Yeah. And I remember going into the job centre and, and the, the guy at the job centre said, you need to change your address. Oh, right. So I did. I changed my address and I got lots of supply work after that. But there was no positions opened in York. And and then I thought about doing the psychiatric nursing. Right, OK. So going back to the special needs job, that so what... And that's just amazing. This opportunity just arose. Just came out of the blue. I would never, ever have employed me, you know, because <laughs> I wasn't even that experienced as a teacher, never mind special needs, never mind teaching in England. Because in the, in the forces, we have to follow all the curriculum. We have to follow all the same rules and regulations. But they are different. You can't. You know, you can't, we never had behavioural problems. We yeah. never had any of those things because you could always report to daddy, yeah. you know, yeah. and things like that. So there was never anything like that. It was, there were very, very easy schools to teach yeah. in. And, but, and then to come from that into a special school where it was like a free-for-all, you know, it was, yeah. it was just organised confusion, yeah. beautiful chaos. Yeah, beautiful Hi. chaos. Love that. So we talked earlier about the law of attraction mm. and how we are attracted to things or, or, or things, just opportunities come your way for a reason. Is I that- felt that Blanford did come my way for a reason. I felt that this this woman who saw something, I don't know what she saw, either that 23 people were dreadful or she <laughs> saw something in me that was she could develop and she did she worked me hard and she developed everything that that I had I thought I had at the time and she recognized your gift I think I'm, I'm not, I think she just knew that I loved kids it was yeah. genuine and, and yeah. I think if it, when I interview for staff in Snappy that's what I'm looking for I'm not looking for pieces of paper in the beginning because yeah. there is a place for both but I, I do feel that you have got to have that I want to be in this child's company yeah yeah. First. So I've been reading about inner child. So I've done this, I mentioned I've done this, I'm a clinical hypnotherapist and I've done some work on inner child age regression and stuff. So 
When you talk about that identifying with uh, with that sort of perfect child, so do you you know do you come across that inner child? Is Absolutely, that, yeah. all the time, and 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 they can I can express that inner child. I can be, and that inner child is is lots of things. It's honesty, it's purity, it's openness. It's and I think that that these the children will bring that out in me, yeah. and and I try and hold on to that as long as I yeah. can after they've gone, yeah. because it's it is a beautiful feeling to to feel that you have a place here, that you belong here, that you have a right to be here, and 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 all of that comes from what they give me and what I see in them, and I yeah. want to be like them. Yeah, you know, there is this thing about as we get older. There's the bits is that when some sort of trauma happened as a child that we sort of park that bit away mm. and it's but it's what he wants to get out anyway yes absolutely mm. we've all got boxes yeah and we can and and dealing with those and dealing with those things are still hard I mean I cannot you know I've had c- quite a few things in my life and obviously I grew up in Belfast so there was quite a few things there so it can come back it can come back but if you can calmly see how that led to that led to that led yeah. to that I think that you can make peace, some peace with it. I will never, ever be at peace with losing my daughter, yeah. but I can find a place for her somewhere most of the time. Sometimes I just break down and, and just heave sobs in the corner. But most of the time I can I can see where she led me, where, where we both went and, and things like that. Yeah. And I can talk myself through that. So do you think that, that the loss of your baby girl led to your current absolutely well I couldn't have I couldn't have done it without yeah. that and and I, I don't want to see that as it's not as black and white as that no, sure. it's where the emotions took you I mean I could have and did for a while bury my head in in grief and 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 I could have stayed there and I want believe me I wanted to stay there but I had another daughter who kept pulling me out and Natasha who died still pulled me out and still to this day pulls me out. You know, we want our children to be proud of us. We want to be a role model. We want to, you know, I I want to see what they can do with, with what, where I've been and, 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 and I'm very honest with my other two daughters that in as much as, you know, we will talk about it and we will talk about emotions and we will talk about, well, that that's fine. You, you know, my daughter recently has lost the house that she wanted and, well, that's fine because you'll get another one, and 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 look what you've you've you you know you might get next time, and and, and sure enough, she's got that. Yeah, she's got that thing that she wanted in that other house, and she's got it in a new one. So, I do believe that if you stay there and stay on that path, you you will attract that, and yeah. and uh, you know the law of attraction says so. Yeah, it's got to be. Yeah, it's amazing. <laughs> and the lessons that we learn from stuff. yes. You, you know, they, you know. If you want to bring it down to the bone, it's what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. What doesn't kill you makes you a thinker, makes you a watcher, makes you a you know you. And and the other thing is, if you've been hurt so deeply, you don't want that to happen to anyone else. Yeah. And so you, it makes you kind. Yeah. It makes you try to be kind. Yeah. Yeah. 
which we could do with more of in this world. I think, you know, you look, you have to look around and see. Exactly. And it's like, oh, you know, and I try and push that away. And, you know, if I see a lot of politicians on the television, <laughs> I can turn to my children. If I see, you know, a lot of children who are, aren't being children, I can turn to something. I can turn to my running, my, my bike, yeah. my, you know. So there are lots of things where you can just, I'm not ready for that yet. Yeah. And turn over here and go there and try to do that most days. Yeah. So I always ask my guests one thing. So here I am. I'm wanting to start a business. And what's your one piece of advice would you give to somebody asking your advice for starting a business? Uh, do you love it? Do you love it? I love that. Yes. It's, it's just do you love it? And after everything else will come from that. Yeah. Thank you so much. It's been lovely having you on the show today. Thanks, Anne. (laughs) Thank you. I'm sure you'll agree from my conversation with Anne that she is not afraid to show her emotions. In fact, she said that emotions took me to this place. Not immediately, not directly, she says, but it was the emotional response to her baby daughter's death that helped her find her true purpose ultimately. She instinctively sought to heal herself by spending time in the company of very young children, reading stories to them, which is obviously where she was picked up and identified as a a potential teacher. But in my book, emotions are energy in motion. They fire you up to take the action you need to create purposeful outcomes. Anne spoke about very young children, and in particular children with special needs, as being pure vessels who see the world as it is and respond to it purely and innocently. But then, of course, as we're becoming a little older, absorbing everything around us like little sponges, we pick up on what our environment and the people around us tell us. Sometimes, for example, if we're told to be quiet, be good, stop crying, don't do this, don't do that, we learn as children to shut down and not express our feelings, our emotions. But of course, just like energy, they don't disappear. They get stuffed into dark places, turning into something else, waiting to cry out later in life which is when as adults we often experience difficulties and problems that we have to spend time unpicking. That's what I love about Anne's story, her open ability to express and be attracted to and by pure emotion is just a beautiful thing for me. Her conversation is filled with love and wonder and really like when I asked her for one piece of advice about business, she said it was to check that you love it. You've really got to have a strong and passionate purpose you care deeply about in business. That's for sure. That's what's going to help you have fun through the tough times and challenges that inevitably come in business. To find out more about Anne's charity, Snappy, just go to their website, which is the Snappy Trust, one word, the Snappy Trust.org. And then you can find out how you can volunteer, donate, find out more information. Just go to that website. And my advice at the end of this conversation is always to keep in touch with your inner child, however old you may be in years. So tell her you love her. Play silly games you played when you were a child. Maybe you'll find this easier if you have young kids yourself. But even if you haven't, what stops you doing something that you loved as a child? I got Spirograph last Christmas from my husband. I had told him about it and he went out and bought it for me. I'd forgotten what fun it is. You could read books from your childhood, paint, splash in puddles, play hopscotch. Seriously, the options are endless. And it keeps your sense of fun and playfulness at the forefront, which can only be good for everyone. Win, win, win. 
So I hope you've enjoyed our show. If you'd like to take part, please just get in touch. And thanks for listening. See you next time. This has been your Ross Jones Bold Business Bits podcast show. If you'd like any further information about anything we've discussed today, please just get in touch. Go to businesscoachingyorkshire.co.uk. Please join me again next week when I'll be speaking with another phenomenal female business boss with bold business bits. And remember to subscribe to my show. Thanks for listening.